for the Humble Talk Show. Verse TV. At Pro Music. And I'm not going to lay the bell. Got this hat for $5. I'm Erin Mack, and I'm trying to get this lighting. Y'all already know who it be. It's your girl, Yuri G. <laughs>
The article mentions that they're still trying to get stimulus checks for the homeless. Aaron Maxwell, this is wonderful. However, some say that it should be managed for them to not spend all in one place. To Aaron Max, he says, was it managed for you? When you got your stimulus check, did they manage yours or they give it to you all at one time? Anyway, needless to say, understands the question. But if you had the power, how would you financially stimulate the homeless and the entire economy? That's part one of the questions. So I'm going to go around. Remember, you guys have two to three minutes. Just give me a quick, simple answer. Let's make it, you know, tell them what it is. But talk to me from your heart and say however you want to say it. I'm going to answer this first. And, and I'm going to say, if I had the power, how I would financially stimulate the homeless and the entire economy is I would first and foremost build, I don't want to say projects, so that's, that's going to like level the name. I would build a, a housing facility with a, like a security guard check-in and all that kind of stuff for the homeless so that they have somewhere to go, somewhere to stay, and somewhere where they can utilize to get themselves on their feet. And for the entire economy, if I had the power, I would stimulate, I, I feel like I would do what they do overseas. Universal, everybody the same check, everybody's dental and, and medical is already covered. You know, just things work out better that way. Less crime, and you know, people pay more attention and are more attentive to the neighbor, you know, and, and their friend versus, you know, doing stupid shit. So that's my two cents on it. So I'm going to go to uh, Aaron Mack on this one. I'm going to ask Aaron Mack, do you have all the power? How would you financially stimulate the homeless and the entire economy? I feel that it would be beneficial to actually manage that money and instead of just giving one big check to give everybody a steady little bit of what would be the check over time. Now I get it because if you give people a big check, they will just sort of run out and spend it all. But I do feel in the long run, and yes, that will give a blip to benefit the economy quickly. So I get it that that, that was a wise choice because a lot of people just went and that $1,200, you would have never known that they had it. But I feel it would be beneficial to give it bit by bit so people can look at it at investing and whatever. Anyway. Don't give me bit by bit for my money. It's my money. Give it to me. All right. Yuri G, talk to me. How would you, if you had the money, and, I mean, if you had the power, how would you finish the spend at the homeless and entire economy? So for me, um, if you are homeless, and I mean like homeless, like without a home, you're not in a shelter. Um, if you're registered with a church or um, some kind of pantry at that point, um, I think you should receive not actually a check. Like the first portion of your check should be a voucher so that you can um, so that you can get a home. That should be a voucher, not cash that you can go spend at the store, spend with the weed man, a voucher for somewhere to stay. Um, then from there, um, if you want to collect the rest of your money, you have to, um, on top of your regular paycheck, you have to work for a small. So if you work with a small business, you will also get your paycheck along with an increment, a small increment of your um, that will be on top of your regular paycheck. So instead of you just getting a $300 paycheck, 
you might be getting a six hundred dollar paycheck for a week um, because you're working with a small business owner within your community, and that's helping stimulate the economy and getting everybody working. Um, so I think that's what should be done um, with the homeless people um, because there's too many bodies that's not utilized that could actually um, help communities. Like one person in a community working for a small business can change a lot. Um, and it's too many homeless people in one community. So it'll be a big change or whatever. Um, and as far as the, um, the other folks who have homes, this and other, um, I would still give it out in increments, um, especially people who have bank accounts. Look, uh, well, that would be a lot of work, but look at the people who um, goes into overdraft often um, would be the first thing that I would do look at those people and then look and see, you know, how your bank already breaks up how you spend your money if you go look at the chart. Um, so if I see that you like to go out to eat or use it on, you know, just random things, then, you know, we need to give you a smaller portion. Um, Don't do that. You're spending your money. <laughs> so give you a small portion. Small portions so that you don't spend it all in one place because um, your your family is not benefiting from the check. They just okay. don't spend it, put it on a cash app card and spend it on cash app card. Just, just they'll find a way. You know how niggas do. Come on, whatever. You, you know what I'm saying? We're going to find a way. I know what you're I love it. Um, so, Japan, if you had the power, how would you spend it if you spend it the homeless the entire time? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you got to get even talk. You feel it. Yo, shout out to Yuri. Look, yo. <laughs> yo, y'all better get it together. Y'all want that shit from Yuri, yo. <laughs> she ain't playing no game. She like, uh-uh, give him $50. He gonna spend it at McDonald's. <laughs> No, like, um, it's just so many people that I saw, like, they got the money, and then literally two days later, like, they're asking, they were gone, like, bitch, you just paid 1200. (laughs) I I know, I know, like, when I got the ten thousand dollar check for having a small business, my money it lasted for a few weeks, but I went and got new furniture. I like accounted for. Like I can actually touch and know exactly where stuff went or whatever. But um, you know, for everybody else, I I mean, they like, I don't even know where the money went. It's like, bitch, I still got the receipts and all. You know. I didn't even get a stimulus check, okay? Uh oh, so somebody got there. They probably still trying to send you yours too. You could have gotten one. It's all about how you filled out the paperwork, but almost, almost anybody could have got one of those checks. I was approved for it. It just never came. And then yeah. they said whoever didn't get the first one was supposed to get the second one, but I don't even know what the hell that is. I stopped following the story. Friend, somebody got your check. If it came in the mailbox, Coolio, Coolio got your shit down the street. He's about 45. Bitch, Coolio, Troy, Coolio can't take no check in my name from the IRS Listen. and go cash it. 
Let me tell you something well, about the Bronx. The address that the IRS has on file is probably where they sent it. So if you didn't update your address in the system, said, they sent it the to lady, um, The lady said that it came back to them. So when I filed my taxes again, my, my shit updated. But then they said that they weren't sending out the ones that they hadn't sent out yet. They were going to wait for the second wave when they sent out the next, the second ones. And then if you didn't get the first one, supposedly you're supposed to get the first and the second one together. Yeah, well, supposedly that's what they're trying to work out. That's what the article is Definitely look into that because if, if they sent it back, sometimes, um, I know with my friend in particular, um, he filed for it. Um, he did not get it to his house. And so they sent it to the person that actually prepared his taxes, like how you go pick up your regular taxes, um, they sent it to her. So when he, he had to go pick it up from her, so you don't want the same thing then collected your check and cashed it on your behalf. <laughs> <laughs> right, because it happened to my mama too. Yeah, that's no, true. She told me it went to the um the old address, the villa address. Uh-huh, right. and then it came right to her. And it came to, so, I would hope not, you- bitch. <laughs> and this next question. Call her. See, he about to go call her tomorrow. And this next question. <laughs> Real fast, one minute. I just need to know. If the pre if it was a prerequisite to get a three thousand dollars stimulus check, if the prerequisite to get the three thousand dollars stimulus check was to present proof of having received the vaccine, would you do it? You know, the ultimate me- main thing like this might be a mark of the beast. I'm gonna answer first and I'm gonna say keep your vaccine and keep your three thousand dollars. Y'all not about to put the medals in there. Um, Yuri G, uh, if there was a prerequisite to get the $3,000 similar check to get proof to them you took the vaccine, what would you do? Um, I don't know if I would, um, I would be okay with this vaccine shit. Um, I don't know if, if anybody saw, but, um, the nurse, it was this nurse that took the vaccine and she passed out. In like- I have it on my Instagram. I made a funny video about it. I got a cover. I made a voiceover to it and everything. Go to my Instagram. It's there. Go ahead. And she had a condition that she fainted. This is somebody going to write me on TikTok. And so we talking about it, I'm going to say real fast and move on. But this chapter had enough to write me because she said, oh, what they said at the end of the video, but she said two things. One, the person that posted the video didn't put in the video that the person had an issue that was fainting. And uh, and two, um, I don't know. One, miss. First of all, I posted the video. Yes, I did. But why would you put somebody up there to take the vaccine that thing? And then you go put it at the end of the video, like you just threw it in there, threw it in there. Oh, by the way, she be fainting. Uh uh-uh. uh. Y'all could use any of these other nurses that want to volunteer, and y'all gonna use somebody that faint and then tell us to take the vaccine and the people that fainting. That doesn't make no sense to me. So yes, I know what you're talking about. I put it on my page. Yeah, and um, I just I just don't trust it because it's like, how many years have we been working on a vaccine for cancer, the common cold, HIV, and y'all and eight came up with a vaccine for COVID nineteen? I don't trust y'all. This is something to sterilize people. Um, it's the market. It's, it. it's it, you did not come up with no vaccine, baby. Because if you could not come up with the common cold, how'd you come up with COVID? And they say COVID worse than the common cold. So you came up with something for COVID and can't even get us nothing for the common cold. Mm, <laughs> but that's true. Would you take it three thousand dollars or would to show proof you took the vaccine? You know what would you do? That we wouldn't. Got it. I just, I just had to ask so the people want to know. The streets want to know. Aaron Matt, three thousand dollars. You can bring your proof in and say you took the vaccine. What you gonna do? You know, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I have to 
reference what Yuri mentioned as far as finding a vaccine for the common cold. And I realized, wait a minute, but they probably would never, given this way of thinking, ever want to do that because common cold stuff is a booming economy. Halls and all sorts of other lozenges and cough this, cough that, you know? So if they got a way to prevent that, that market would just be boom. So that's not happening. But um, as far as the COVID thing, I'm not a big fan of, of pumping myself with medicine. Now, as somebody with the multiple sclerosis diagnosis, I, I sort of have to, but that's the only thing. And I, I'm not a big fan of it, but I get it, vaccines, I don't know. I, I, I made that a question for y'all because I don't know the answer. Well, to um, tell you the I truth, there is no, you don't know the answer. I'm sorry? No. <laughs> would, I, would I do it for $3,000? The money wouldn't shift me one way or the other. It's not that I'm wealthy, but it, it's just that money just, it, it wouldn't shift me one way or the other. I would definitely say no, because the damn shit ain't even real. I mean, it's real, but it's not real. Okay. If that makes sense. Like, I mean, because it just goes back to what Yuri was saying. You know what I'm saying? How do you come, how do you have the common cold, but then you have the swine flu, and then you have the H1N1, and then you have HIV, and then you have pneumonia, and then you have COVID-19. There's no medicinal cures or vaccines for other viruses. Common, no, common word here, people. Viruses. Okay? They all work the same. So how is COVID-19 has the same symptoms that other viruses have, but we have a vaccine in less than a year, but we still have people walking around with HIV. Now, let me play the other side of, of this. Which is a virus. So I, I, I was just going to say, What if, and this sort of is piggybacking on what you said, Japan, mm -hmm. what if it is all just sort of something made up? It's a way to control you. That is all it is. It is a way to control you. That's control all. Although, let, let me ask you this. Control you how? Control you by making you go out to get the vaccine or control you because the contents of the vaccine will make you do X, Y, Z, i.e. get sick and spend your money at the hospital. 
Well, I don't think it's about getting sick with this vaccine. I don't think that at all. This is uh this is this vaccine is to trace you. This vaccine is to be able to f- know wherever you're going all the time. But they already have that capability. I, I, exactly, and they're trying to enforce it on citizens. Do you, boy? The market's here. You better wake the hell up. It's here, okay? I they try now. Right now, they're not forcing you to take it yet, bro. But they forcing your your children to. They I won't be able to go naive. to school. Oh yeah, yeah. It's gonna be one of those to get into school. You have to X Y Z. That's why. Some you gotta vaccinate and bisexuals, anyway. But um, I, as far as tracking us, oh, that technology. I just think that's just part of it. Well, it's already it's already gone, but they they want more accurate tracking. I think that scene is like a liquid electric. DNA type of thing. If I could high five okay. you, I would right now because I'm telling you, that's exactly and, what's and going on. In the vaccines, like if you if you notice with every kind of medication, it affects every race differently. So if this component mixed with, let's say you drink Kool-Aid, now all of a sudden you got a headache once you drink Kool-Aid because we know that most people eat this that's from this dynamic you know, demographic, I'm sorry, I said dynamic, demographic, most people from this demographic, so, like, they could actually control the population if they wanted to, like, um, what, what's, the, oh, my God, what's the name of that show? It, it, it's a show where the, um, where the, the, the kids are looking for this comic book that has all the diseases in it, coded in the pictures, or whatever, all the diseases of oh, the Um, the magic school bus? No, no. This is like a grown folks movie, and, <laughs> um, and they have they the have magic this. school bus. <laughs> no, Yuri, oh, but I, I I I hear you. <laughs> I hear you completely, Yuri, and, and but, yeah, um, absolutely. They, and and I'm the- worried about that too. But the in in that show, the guy who um who comes up with this vaccine, he's like, um, you he was like, you um you're from this town, right? He's like, I gave that vaccine. And he was like, um, have you um he was like, have you um did this, this, and this and this? She was like, Yeah. He was like, he's like, and you're sterile. He like he he said that his vaccination that helped her with whatever illness she had. Or whatever, it made her sterile, and that's how he was controlling that population. Well, I hope that's not what's happening, but it's already, you know, ev- it's already like hard evidence, or not even evidence that it is metals in every vaccine. And I feel like those are all trials, you know, to, you know, to uh, being able to inject you know, um, nanites or different types of electronic, small micro electronic things in um, vaccines. Because a lot of them are heavy in mercury. Heavy in mercury. Why? Uh, um, I'm sorry. Just the, the show is called Utopia. It is on Netflix. Utopia. Y'all want to have us do a whole segment. I'm done. Excuse me. We have a soldier. What are y'all doing to me? I said, Troy. Give it to Troy. 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 Troy.
Never see what I look today. I'm not messing with y'all. It's under two for a key. Number two, love lessons, the real daytime. So, if you can erase one of your most difficult relationship memories, but still keep the lesson learned, what would you erase? That is the question. In other words, what has been your most difficult relationship experience that you can recall and what did you learn? I'm going to start with myself because whenever I have questions that start with me, I like to go first. One of the most difficult relationship experiences I can remember is being like a crazy madman, screaming to the top of my lungs in the street and putting homie out my car. Not that kind of person, but when you push my buttons too far and it goes to a certain place, you get a certain person. I had to put, get out, drive down the street, stop, out, and drive the hell off. And that's not me. And I'm not that type of person. But that was the one time, the only time in my life where I had to do that. The lesson I learned is, I'm bigger than that. I could have dropped left at home and never talked to you again. But what do we do as foolish people in love? Put them out and go back and figure it out, right? Boom, just like that. So that was my lesson learned. Um, I would have erased it because that's not me, and I hate to have to go back to that memory. But I learned to just woosah and be the bigger person. Hmm. I'm going to go to... Japan on this one. <laughs> Japan. What has been your most difficult, in your words, has been the most difficult relationship you experienced, if you can recall, and how, um, what did you learn from it? I just learned to keep my hands to myself, you know, because like, like, I was bad. I'm telling you, I was bad. I've came a long way, bro. Like when I was, look, man, I was bad, bro. I was like an alpha male for real. Y'all wouldn't believe it. Y'all wouldn't believe it. I was bad. I had a badass attitude. So what did you learn from that now? Oh, I've learned. I'm, I'm a lot more patient, a lot more patient. And I control my anger a lot better. And... I don't get into relationships. Ta-da! So that don't feel like happy. that. Don't feel <laughs> like that. You might be happy not to be in one. I'm not saying that you want to be in one, but ultimately. So don't feel like that. But I understand where you're coming from. I get it. Ultimately. Ultimately? I said ultimately. I used the right goddamn words. Shit. I said ultimately. I didn't say tomorrow. I didn't say next month. I said ultimately. Ultimately. Okay. <laughs> In other words, what has been your most difficult relationship experience that you can recall? What, you, what memories you want to erase that you, and what you learned from? Um, the most difficult relationship that I had was um, with this boy um, named Jonathan Ali. Fuck you, nigga. We never met. But I learned to trust my intuition. I learned to um, to love myself and pay attention to the signs. Um, no matter what anybody say, you know the truth. Um, no matter how well they cover up the lie, who they bring in, like you know deep down in your spirit what the truth is. Um, because um, I could have, I could have really got fucked up. Well, I, it was a fucked up situation. I got stranded in Alabama. You know, he helped clear out my account. 
and all that. And, you know, to prove that I was loyal to him and I love him, I was having sex with him raw or whatever. I ended up getting gonorrhea. I had never had STD in my life. And so that was a learning experience for me. And for my father to just speak to me and be like, what if that could have been something else? Luckily it was just gonorrhea or whatever. Like, so for me, it was like, trust your intuition. You know what's up or whatever. Love yourself enough to believe what you feel in your gut. Even if you don't have hard evidence, there's no reason that God is giving you a, like giving you this, this feeling without some reasoning behind it. So like your teacher say, the first answer is usually the right answer. Go with your intuition, because that's usually the right one. So love yourself. He's telling you what to do. <laughs> so yeah. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was that was Thank my word. So if y'all know a Jonathan Holly, you, you avoid him. He is the worst. Don't do that because every Jonathan Ali is going to be going through the motions. Like, I don't even know you. I don't even know her. <laughs> don't do that. Oh. Don't you do that. And that. Talk to me. Talk to me about this. When it comes to your work relationship, the single relationship experience that you recall, and what did you mind? Well, there was this gorgeous. Thick dark chocolate and people who follow my uh, personal YouTube page know I talk about oh, that oh, oh. a lot. Wait, 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 wait. Can I read this? So you're going to talk about what you wrote here? Can I read it? Oh, well. Let me read it. Let me read this and then he's going to tell you. Because I don't know you. Okay. So this is this is Aaron. I'm going to give you a pretense to what he's going to be ready to say. He fine goes to a super nice, gorgeous, slim, thick, slightly feminine chocolate dude because on Facebook the dude had a couple of photos and booty shorts. Aaron Mack is a leg man and and, and um and dude's legs were fine. But he feared with his then church yeah. mighty say um church almighty might say huh might say if he wanted to do the church and the dude possibly wore booty shorts. So go ahead Aaron take it away. I just had to I had to read the pretense. Guys it's so funny because like I, I wasn't even out in the church at that time. But I was like, well, what if I ever bring him to like a church picnic as a friend of mine? And at the church picnic, he's like, he says, well, it's an outside picnic. So I decided to wear these booty shorts, even though chances are, you know, he, he wouldn't have done that, but I, I I was like, oh, then it will be so obvious that I'm gay because I'm bringing this. But you go to them? I, I know it was wrong. It, it was wrong. I, I, I'm i not going to lie. I was in my 20s, too. 20s as well. You didn't get to feel the booty in the booty short. Wait, what? You didn't even get to fill the booty in the booty short? You was worried about the booty? You did all of that. You didn't even get to fill the booty in the booty short. We never even left online talking. But my lesson from it was that it doesn't matter what other people think and or might think. Because in our talking, he was very nice to me. Nice mm -hmm. to me in a way that I had not experienced before him, before that, really, often. And
feel that something could have become, but I was too afraid of the fact that he was a feminine dude, lightly feminine. He wasn't extremely feminine, but kind of feminine who sometimes mm -hmm. wore booty shorts. And I let the fear of other people's thoughts scare me away. Other people's potential thoughts scare me away from him. Don't do that. Other people's opinions on your relationship, it doesn't matter. And that goes back to what we talked about as far as the opportunistic thing, wanting to date mm -hmm. somebody who can impress other people. I don't care about you impressing other people. You're not with other people, you're with me. And now at 37, I'm 37, you guys. Oh my gosh. But it's after, all right. Huh? I said it's all right. I know. I'm one of the oldest millennials. But at 37, I finally accepting this realization that it doesn't matter what other people think about your right. love. Because of my eyes are getting got you, got you. All right now, all right now, all right now. Um, so let's move on to um, I think it was a great way to end things with your um, you know, lesson learned and, and ultimately, you know, what was important to that. So we're gonna move things over. We have one more topic for Homo C and Miss Cure G, you can take it away. All right, so we have standing your question mark. Um, this is uh. um this is something um, that came um, across from at the pittsburgh.cbslocal.com. Um, one of the things that was spoken on was about Elizabeth Banks speaking out surrounding passing of um, Stanley Brown Bill in Ohio. Um, from what I gathered from, um, from her tweets, um, it made a lot of sense. Um, I don't know about these days because the kids are so more so much more involved with, you know, their computers, their laptops, their tablets, and their phones, and social media. But I know, like, when I was growing up, like, we like to go running, run in the woods, like, hide and seek, and sometimes we might be in the neighbor's yard, because maybe they had that tree that you could really hide in, or, or maybe they had a ditch that you could, you know, you could go and jump in and hide, or whatever. Um, so I understand what she's saying, um, you know, about, you know, being able to fear your neighbors because your neighbors aren't, you know, yelling out in the yard, like, who's there? Um, or giving, you know, or just giving warning shots in the air. Like, it would give leeway to, like, I know when we first moved into our neighborhood, it was predominantly white folks. And there were a few white folks who were not happy that we were there. And sometimes, like, my daddy would play football with us in the street and our football might go in the edge of their yard right by their flowers. If we had to step over there to get that football, I wonder if it gave them the right to go ahead and clear us out because they didn't want us in the neighborhood. So I totally understand what she's saying because all these prejudices and people just being so trigger happy. Like I know guys who get guns and they just, as soon as they get it, they want to go to the backyard and start shooting at trees. So people are looking for reasons to use their weapons. And I just feel like, Hello, you know, just making happy is like making, um, you know, um, God, what, what is it? What is that movie called? 
the siren goes off and you okay to kill anybody for 24 hours. I, I don't even remember the name of the movie, but I know you know it, Troy. It's called <laughs> The Pledge or The the ain't it something like that the pledge of the, the you know where the people can kill you for 24 hours oh 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 the purge the purge yeah that's what they there you go people just gonna be hurt yeah that's what it's getting and i got time for no motherfucking purge <laughs> We ain't got time for it. I ain't got time for no that. No time for it. So go ahead, Japan, give your opinion on this. You see any good coming from all this foolishness with the guns and the people maybe shoot whoever they want to? But um, Japan, whoever. I mean, I mean, I know you got some deeper thoughts on um on on all of this. I mean, like as far as like allowing that, to me, that is just like the spark to start a huge fire. Because if you allow what if one governor allows his state to do that, then the other governors will come to follow and then our country will be a fucking catastrophe. I hate to say this, but technically in the article, they did say I, I think it was 36 other states have the law that way. I now? Know. Now. Yeah. Oh, and we're just not learning about this? We're just not learning about this? Well, I know Kansas is like that. How long has those 36 states been like that? I'm not sure. That that we need to check out. Uh, We need to go back to the resources and find out. Well, I feel like like Ohio already has, uh, uh, you know, uh, a, a a real nasty crime rate out there. Um, talking about my state. <laughs> Just move there. Calm down. You know what fight. though? I mean, you know. I mean, the the Georgia Georgia is known for um having a lot of ignorant people. I mean, so I'm I mean I'm I'm not prejudiced to you know to anybody. Like I'm so glad I did not go to school out here in Georgia because like um. Like my cousin is in middle school or whatever, um, and is still doing elementary type ish or whatever. Like um, I have another cousin that's out here in high school doing middle school type ish, and it's like, what? I learned that stuff. Like I don't know. I don't it know. It depends on what school district they in. But um, I also want to say too, just the fact that it's the sh- we have shed it the light on. The other 36 state already states already having this law prior to Ohio. It just makes it seem to me then that the media is just using Ohio to, you know, again, you know, do public hysteria. You know what I'm saying? This is already something that's in 36 fucking states, and you just want to highlight it today. You know, like, like really? Well, technically, the article was out of Pittsburgh, which is right next to. Oh, Io. So, but I get what you're saying. Listen, at the end of the day, if it's something that was already stipulated, why are we highlighting it now? 
because you already know that people are sensitive. Everybody's been very sensitive to this coronavirus and staying in and having a test all the time after traveling and all this other shit. And well, when you when you like companies want to sensationalize something um, to make those sales, so if they know they can get people to click and pay attention, right. it's like let's go ahead, like. Like, oh, we already know that this police officer then locked up 12 other people illegally. But let's talk about this one because we know that we're going to get the people turned up. It's the Black Lives Matter movement going on. Okay. And then they, they dumbasses is talking about defunding the police. Are you stupid? Bitch, the police protects you from the stupid people, bitch. Some of you. <laughs> okay. No problem. Troy, Troy. Listen, I Y'all, uh, wait, say that again. I'm sorry, Yuri. One more time. I said, are you biting your tongue or are you ready to talk? <laughs> no. I'll be at the end of the day. Ain't no good coming from it. Like, if anybody can, I already don't like staying the ground because I feel like it'll be another uh, Trayvon Martin. So that's why I already don't agree with it. I almost lost my let, 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 let me be real with y'all. I'm sipping something real nice and I'm gonna be real. I almost lost my life on Father's Day because of gun violence. And it had nothing to do with me. I was in the state that had Sandra Ground and because I was in a place in a certain place at a certain time, it just happened. And I was in the middle of a shootout. And it's crazy because that hasn't happened to me since I grew up in the hood years ago. So for me as an adult right now, on Father's Day, literally hours before I'm supposed to see my daughter. That changed my life, y'all. Like, I'm no gun. I don't like guns, no guns. In Australia, when I lived there, guess why I was so peaceful? Because not even the police got guns in Australia. Okay? No guns. We don't need them. We don't need them. We ain't at war. We don't need a gun. We only no guns. So that's so my, who needs, my who needs the guns, though, if we ain't going to have them? Nobody need the guns. In Australia, living just fine when nobody had the guns. The, 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 oh, the, so the, you the, gonna the, tell me that Australia's military doesn't have any guns? Do Australia's military have guns? I don't think they have military. That's like America. America puts that military shit. They ain't got no issues because they ain't got no guns. They don't got no damn guns in the military on Australia. Listen, the law, Japan, are you listening? The law in Australia, the police. So we can just attack Australia right now and they would just be defenseless, bitch. But why would you attack them? They ain't doing nothing. Because it, they easy. You know, you know how many you they easy. You're just being a troublemaker and we're not going there. You love the Australians, <laughs> we don't want no trouble. Got it? <laughs> um that's my two cents Fury G um on this topic for you get me in trouble. But but friend, you know that America is not nothing like no damn Australia. Now if but you take no all reason, of, I know you take no all guns. the guns, you take all the guns from the civilians. Do you understand what you're doing when you do that? But the only reason why the civilians got the gun is because they think they need to protect themselves. Well, one, because they protect themselves and the other negativity is what they're doing. Advocate. Um, think about when Trump um he got rid of his, you know, the, the guy who was over his um defense. Okay. Imagine if he really would have um tried to buck the system or whatever and 
you know, put new people in place to, you know, get in control of the defense system because he don't want to lose his office. And there was no civilians with guns. How would we get him out of office without no weapons? And he got the whole military. You ain't going to get him out of office with weapons. He the president. He got the damn no, no, military. No, no, no. Is, you, remember, you remember when they was doing that, tra- um, that transfer of power and he Let's do a recount. He got rid of the defense and got a new defense, which was his homeboy. He put his homeboy in a position where he could operate the um the military. He knew the codes to do all the nuclear warheads. Like you, like like you, you got rid of the guy who's been here all year just to put your homeboy in there. Like you ready to pull a stunt? Look, if you talk about this election. I am not believing nobody president until you until I see it for myself. Listen, y'all because, are just my brain. Because I'm telling you, that's all I gotta say. Let's just wait until Listen, they actually what? let's wait until the inauguration right. match. Because right. <laughs> let's wait. Let's just wait. That- Listen, this has been almost tea, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you got the cup full of all this tea that we just poured in it. Because this has been Okay. Please go ahead, Aaron. You got some like, comment, subscribe if you haven't already. And if you're first time tuning in, please like, comment, subscribe. We do this each and every week. This is week 85, 86, sorry. Week 86, and we've been doing it. I got radio, SoundCloud, a couple of different, all kinds of different aspects of podcasting, YouTube. Check us out. Verse TV is the only way to find out, though. You got to get Verse TV. Um, Aaron, can you tell us the website? There is a website. Sorry, this is all. We just got it new. I just want to make sure I say it right. The website is, well, our main website, www.versetv.com. Now, you can also find us on Linktree, which is www.linktr.ee forward slash verse TV. And that'll bring you to all of our many of our many different social media where we are because we are a LGBT plus and ally social media millennial collective. We're all over social media. Oh, just like that. Nobody can say it better than the boss. So, <laughs> please like, comment, subscribe, and thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we're going to switch things over and get ready for our main topic and our last topic of the night. All right. So, we just skipped over me. So, really quickly, it I'm sorry. Sucks. It sucks. Done. It's time for the Homo Talk Show. First TV. At Pro Beach Music. And I'm not going to lay today. I've got this hat for $5. I'm Aaron Mack, and I'm trying to get this lighting. Y'all already know who it be. It's your girl, Yuri G. <laughs> What's up? It's your boy, Japan Nation. <laughs> I'm from North Carolina. I reside in Atlanta. Now I live in Cleveland. I'm from Harlem, but I live in the Bronx now. Your boy is from Dallas, Texas. Verse TV.